tell you a story, a true story. All my stories are true. In Home Sweet Home, before I was working with parents, I met a kid, and he really looked, he didn't look Jewish. You know, he really looked Puerto Rican. And he came to me, he was wearing also like just the, the wife beater, the white undershirt, and he was very, very muscular. That's how I knew that he didn't look Jewish. And he had a big New York Yankees tattoo, and like the shaved hair, like, you know, almost nothing there, and a, a cross. And he grew up Hasidish. And I asked him that, um, I said, what happened? He said, well, he was watching television. He was still Hasidish then. And um, he had the payas and everything. And he was watching TV. Obviously, he was struggling because they don't usually watch TV. And he obviously went through what he went through. And he saw the mass, you know, on Kratzmach. And it spoke to him. And he said, you know, Jewish religion had 15 years, 16 years, whatever, to, to make me feel loved and wanted and accepted. And I just felt rejection, rejection, rejection. And here, I turned it on. It looked very good to me. And he, he converted. Rahman al-Itzlan. Rahman God, it's amazing. And so many, there are several kids who have converted. There are several kids who have converted. And thank God, we really have to celebrate that not one TP kid even though we had some that flirted with it. We had kids who, who were interested a little, and, and even more than a little. But thank God we never had a kid shmad. We never had a kid convert. It's not a little thing with such a, a large population. Because when your parents love you, the medicine of the Baal Shem Tev, the Chazanish, and all the other G'daylam, the medicine for spiritual problems is the same as for emotional problems, which is tremendous. Ahava l'loishum tanaya, unconditional love. Not like the Goyim unconditional love, the Jewish concept of unconditional love. I'm going to love you and bake my love into you, and that's what makes you want to... That creates influence. Like the Chazanish said perfectly, seven words. Yenasu l'mashcham ba'avoysois ahava. Try to pull them in with ropes of love, cords of love. That's a lot of love. To make somebody change course. Someone is going away and turns around to come back. Yenasu l'mashcham ba'avoysois ahava. Learn how to do it. If you're not hugging and, and, and touching and, and, and connecting and bonding, nafshik shur banafsha is not high, you're not gonna you're not doing avoisa sahava. There's no mashikha avahava. It's and then he said, God forbid, do not reject. What is rejection? I always say rejection is in the eyes of the beholder. Rejection is in the heart of of the beholder. You could say, what did I say? I didn't say anything. Your kid feels rejected. That's usr. And, and this is really a path. Anything that's a mashikha of ahava, do. And do and do and do and do and do and do and do. And when you have that tremendous love, that creates influence. Influence is what changes people. Not, as you said so perfectly, all the things that you tried before TP. Convincing, arguing, threatening, punishing, talking, talking, talking. It doesn't change someone's mindset. Even if you win, even if you say, you can't walk out like that, and they don't walk out like that, you didn't change the mindset. So they'll end up still having that inside until they get older, and they say, one day I'm going to get out of here. You didn't change their mindset. What we have to do is influence, because influence creates change within the mindset of the person, because they want to be like you. All kids want to be like their parents. All kids want to be able to say, you're my hero. Like your husband got from your daughter, beautiful video, 
what what was it? Father of the years. So through the years, beautiful. That means that they're going to want to be like you. Plus, we believe that we have the MS, and we believe that they're chelik lekami mal amish. So we have everything going for us as long as the connection is there. But when we separate the connection, says the Chazanish, don't reject them, God forbid, because then they disconnect. And what changed in the last 20 years is that what used to not cause rejection 20 years ago causes rejection today. 20 years ago, when I started out, kids were 18, they were smoking cigarettes, a little weed, drinking beer. They were 18, 19, 20 when they, when they went off the derech. And if a parent said, I'm not going to chase you out, I love you, just do me in the favor, and do me a big favor in the house, behave normally, they would say, good deal. They had more das. They had more das. Now we're talking about the age dropped, and the age went up. We have 30-year-olds going off the derech, 40-year-olds going off the derech, and we have 12-year-olds. We have 10-year-olds. How can you say, I tell a parent, how could you say your 10-year-old went off the derech? They don't have the brains to be on the derech. What does it mean? They can't function. They're dysfunctional. And we have kids, 15, 16, 17. You would be amazed at what they consider rejection. We had a parent that came here that before coming here got very good advice. They were really best friends. But they did what was considered normal, which means they told their daughter, you could use our car on Shabbos. That's what their dastaira told them to say. Very big dastaira. You could use our car on Shabbos. Just do me a favor. Don't pull into the driveway in the middle of Shabbos. Everybody in the world would say, that's very reasonable. They started TP, because Nabuch, she was suicidal and she was almost, the boot camps gave up on her. They said she, she won't make it. And they said to her, within the first few weeks of changing and accepting, they said to her, oh, you could park in the driveway in Shabbos. And she said, oh, really? I always thought you cared more about the neighbors than me. So with what seems very reasonable, think about it. Why don't you want her pulling up for who? Not for her, for your neighbors, for your ego, because you're embarrassed. For what? For Hashem? Hashem, I don't think, really cares where she parks, you know? It's Chil Shabbos, and that's, a, that's a, you know. So what, who are you doing it for? Not for me. So it means that you're embarrassed of me. It means that you're embarrassed, you're ashamed, you don't want to, you don't want to be proud of the fact that I didn't turn out the way that you wanted. They feel tremendous rejection with that. That's Lutchaisam Khalila. And the people who disagree with that are not in tune with the nefesh of the, of the yelled of our generation. Somebody who says, no, 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 that's fine to do. Say, but the, but the Chazanish says, don't reject them. They'll say, no, no, that means don't say get out of my house. No, it means don't let them feel rejection. Get to know kids and you'll see how, how, how incredibly hypersensitive they are. Whether they're an HSP, highly sensitive person, whether their trauma breaks them and, and they just feel it, or, or the whole generation is very sensitive to rejection. Healthy parents in the room. You go to a shul and somebody says something to you, you're going to feel more rejection and more pain and want to punch the guy or leave the shul much more than 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. People are more sensitive today. That's the way it is. And kids today, highly sensitive. So we stay away from any kind of rejection. Anything that can make you in any little daka stick away feel that you're not wanted and beloved and Al-Hanar Hazah, Loihis Palalti, we don't do. Trave. Trave. 
And it's not batal bashishim. It's not batal be'elef. This girl wasn't feeling the love because she always felt, sure you love me, sure you're nice to me, but you really care more about the neighbors than me. You really care more about your reputation. You're ashamed of me. So sometimes it's overtly showing the kid I'm ashamed of you. We had a home sweet home kid before he moved into home sweet home. He came home from rehab and it was late at night and the father pulled up his car in a very, very Jewish neighborhood and told him, do me a favor, put your hoodie on, run up the stairs. Nobody should see you. He didn't want anybody to know that this is my son. So that's overt, that's, that's simply showing that I am not proud to be your father. I'm not proud of you. That's L'tchaisim Khalila. But even in a very darker stick away. That's why it's so important. What we're doing, I, I see what's going on outside of the TP world. And I see and I hear Drush's speeches even about love and being, and they're on the right track. But, you could do one pu'ula. The pu'il changed the whole thing. When you go ahead with your, when you, when you go ahead and you go for a walk around the block, like I always say, you go three times around the block with them dressed, natsnius and no yarmulke and whatever it is, with the dog or whatever it is, and you say, ze kaparasi, ze khalifasi, ze tmurasi, three times around the block. And everybody, this is it, this is my kid. You save so much that they think that you're not proud of them. You put their picture on your WhatsApp profile. They know it. They know it. I look at WhatsApp profiles of parents. You can go through the TP parent list. You'll see who's a TP parent and who's a faker. People have pictures of themselves, including me. I never did it. I just did I had a reason why I did it. But you, that's what we need to see, you. Or my pride and joy, my dog. No, I'm kidding. Or my business, you know. They know it and do it each week on a different kid. They're going to know about it. And, and it's so easy to do and it's free and it boosts their ego. We are saying in, in everything that we do, I'm proud to be your father. I'm proud to be your mother. I, they're not what we wished that, but this is a reality. They got stabbed. They got thrown down a flight of stairs. So we're going to show them that we're not proud of you when they need us the most. When they're going through struggles, they're going through pain. And the Baal Shem Tov said to do it. And the Chazanish said to do it. And the Lubavitcher Rebbe said to do it. And the Litvak said it. Everybody says to do it. Love, 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 love. Rav Pam. Read Rav Pam, the Rashiv of Taravadas. One page, he wrote exactly what to do. And this is what you're accomplishing without saying the words so much. We say the words also. We write the cards also. But with a pu'ula, the pile, you can change that they know. My, this whole thing's off them. My parents are proud of me. You have to be so careful. Because, oh, we're going to a wedding. Oh, you're going in that? They don't think, oh, wow, you love me so much and you care about me. They think you care about you. You care about your reputation. You care what everyone else says. You can't do that. You can't do that. You have to be careful and you have to be honest. And it's very hard for parents to be honest. To go deep, deep, deep down into the depths of the of the child or of the person and really feel and look at their eyes and you'll see they feel so much rejection from society, from, from people. They felt it in the past overtly and now even covertly, even underneath. They feel it. I'm different. I'm not wanted. I'm not wanted. It's all about rejection. I'll tell you one more story, a true story. All my stories are true. There was a kid who converted before he moved into Homestead Home. He became Christian. He stopped with the Christianity stuff, actually, when he moved into Homestead Home beforehand. And I asked him, I said to him, why did you do it? 
And I'm telling you this story because it's going to show you what's right and what's wrong and make everything clear for everybody. I said, very simple, without judgment. What made you do it? What were you looking for? Like, our religion wasn't good. You're looking for another religion? What was it? See, he said, first of all, I, I, you have to know that he went through tremendous surprise. He went through tremendous childhood trauma. His parents didn't even know. He was molested starting at age five, and he went through hell of trauma. Parents didn't know. And then he went through the rejection, and he went through, and then he went through the parents, the, the consequences. We heard last night from this amazing sibling, not part of TP. She came to share her story, how the consequences that the, that were, the parents were told to put on the kid, if by not behaving properly, he committed suicide. From the consequences. Consequ- you don't give sick people consequences. When they can, when they're healthy, they'll do it. It's under- a different understanding that the Gaisha world looks at them, they're bad. You know, they need to be taught. They need to earn. We look at them as they're great, and something happened, and they need love to nur- be nurtured through their dark years until they come back. So I asked him very simple: What made you do it? You know what he said? Well. Whenever I passed by a building and it said, God loves you, it wasn't a shul. So first of all, they got that from us. This whole, I love you, unconditionally, no matter what, God loves you, is, 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 that's from our Bible. But we don't have that. We have like, don't talk in shul, which is very important. But I'd like to see God loves you on our buildings also. But then I, then it hit me. I, it, it, listen to this. And then it hit me that this boy, who you would say biggest Russia in the world, horrible person, terrible person, he lived with he lived in the projects with convicted felons who were let out of jail, and the police would come and check on them. They were under house arrest, and he used to, he used to hide. Huh? He, Parole. Who? Parole. And and he would hide in the closet with the guns, and uh, while the police would come, see this boy. He was 15 at the time. Like It's like, wow, what he went through. But then it hit me. So he felt, he thought also because of the, one of the, this sexual abuse does so much damage. It destroys your self-worth. You look at your kids, you see, they, they don't have self-worth. They don't have value. Go through the symptoms online. You'll see how many of them kids have. But one of the things is that he thought he was gay. He was pretty convinced that he was gay. And he knew that that's an abomination, according to our Torah, right? And therefore he felt rejected, and then he was thrown at yeshiva, thrown at yeshiva, thrown at... So he thought, my father doesn't like me, my yeshiva doesn't like me, my community doesn't like me, so God doesn't like me. And then he sees a building, and it says, God loves you. So listen to this example. Imagine, imagine that there's a kid, and he's getting a ride from Canada to Lakewood, wants to come home from, from yeshiva he wants to go home and halfway through four hours away the car breaks down and he gets out and he starts hitching a ride and a chassidish guy pulls over and sees him and he says sorry I don't have room and another Jewish guy sorry I don't have room and another Jewish guy and another Jewish guy and after a few hours no Jews pick him up to take him home and then all of a sudden he's like I, I'm freezing and I, I'm desperate and I want to go home Somebody take me to my father. And all of a sudden, one of these buses pull up with the 50 nuns in it. And they say, come on in. We'll take you home. We'll take you to your father. So he goes on. 
He's interested in the nuns. He's interested in a ride to his father. He is much holier than me and anybody probably I ever met. He has a neshama that was starving for a relationship with Avinu Malkeinu. And he was told that through our bus, you're not wanted, you're an abomination. Every time he was thrown out of yeshiva, and I'm not blaming the yeshiva, that's a different discussion, but he broke the rules and however he was dealt. And every time he was thrown out of home, and every time, I'm not blaming anybody, I'm telling you how he felt. He felt rejected. And I, I, I don't want to judge myself, but I'm pretty sure that if I was rejected from Judaism, I wouldn't be looking for, for, for another, another religion, and I wouldn't be looking for, I don't know if I'd be looking to come back. I give them so much credit. Bali Tshuva? This is Mamash of Balchuva, not only a Balchuva, a Balchuva who became not from out of pain, and he still wants, take me to my father. So he said that when I saw a building, a younger, he's 17 years old. He could have all the, all the reasons to re- rebel, he had so much pain, so much pain, and confusion, and rejection. And even at such a young age, he sees God loves you, he's like, really? Really? You, you think God loves me? I'll sign up. You'll, I can get to God? He wasn't interested in Yashki, he was interested in his father. You could take me home? I'll go with you. True? That's why he's shmad. Because he thought that we're not going to connect you to God, and he wanted connection to Hashem. And he thought that according to us, God hates you and you're going to burn, and he heard all those bad speeches about hell and all of that, and I'm an abomination, and I'm a, I'm a, I don't have a family that likes me. I can't, I can't. And they said, God loves you the way you are. Come with us. So he said, really? Okay. So we see how we can look at something as the worst sin that a person could possibly do. But I see that it was really coming because he has a neshama that was beating. He had a ner, ner, a light inside of him. Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam. He had a, uh, you gotta take, take this kid to Disney World. Time for a time bomb. Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam. He had a he had a neshama that was like, I want God, I want Avinu, I want my father, and there I'll go with it. And and I realized instead of looking at him as the biggest rush, I look at him as the biggest tzaddik. He's also the biggest success story probably that we ever had because I was there at the night of his wedding, and somehow miraculously, a guy full of tattoos and a guy who went through who knows how much. Um, I don't even want to get into the stuff that he did. And he became Christian because a 35-year-old in the psych ward, a woman, 35 years old, fell in love with him and took him home and at 17 years old, you know, made him feel good and, and, and got him to shmad and he went through all of that. And just a few years later, it was long, felt like a long time, but it was just a few years, he married a girl that was never off the derech. I know the family, I know the, uh, her best friend was my, my close friend's daughter. No problems, no mental illness, nothing. Married a, a clean girl. She was a little bit older. They met somewhere, fell in love. It's now, they're married at least five years. They have two kids, totally from Shemitah Mitzvah, completely. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. So anybody that wants to give up on a Jewish kid, you just don't know what a Jewish kid is. It says, everybody says, you can't explain what a Jew is to a guy. The Baal Shem Tov's Einikol, Rebaruch Mimejbish, says, you can't even exp- explain to a Yid what a Yid is. These kids have koiches that are, their power, 
that we don't see in our regular kids, because thank God they're not. But they come back. I've, I saw it. These kids who you want to write off, don't write them off. Don't write them off. Get behind them and invest hard. The best investment you'll ever make. How do you become a billionaire? If you're going to invest in uh, Tesla, how much is it going to go? 5%, 10%, 100%? No. You find a penny stock that people think is worthless. You invest $1,000 in it, right? How many shares do you get for a penny for $1,000? Do the math. It goes up to $100. You're worth a billion dollars. People think that these nishamas have no value. What could be? What could be? What could happen? They're already shmad, or they're already mechal shabbos, they're eating on Yom Kippur, they marry out, whatever it is that they've done. They all are future billionaires. You invest in them, everybody invests 2%, 5%, 6%, become a partner. The whole family, invest in them. You'll see. They're worth the investment every time. It's the safest investment. And all you got to do is make them happy and show them love and no rejection and no words of rejection, no thoughts of rejection. Work on yourself to be so pure that you don't think you're better than anybody. It's all ego. It's all ego. Do I think that if I went through what that kid went through, that I would be better than him? I wasn't born this way. I worked with the kids without judgment and they told me, you know what they taught me? That I'm a puny little nothing. I don't have one millionth of their strength because I saw them go from the lowest of the low to the highest of the high. And I've never done anything remotely like that. Growth? Anybody here grow double this year? You know what it's like to be Michal Shabbos for a year, two, three, four, five, whatever it is, and then to decide to keep Shabbos? I, want, I witnessed that. That's strength. How they got off drugs, how they stopped alcohol. Kids, kids, there's a, more than one kid that their struggle was alcohol. And Purim came. My dear friend Yochanan, Yochanan and Avraham Menachem Mendel, who just passed away. My kids reminded me of the story. His thing before he moved in was alcohol. His 18th birthday, he got so drunk that he woke up on the street in Yerushalayim with vomit all over him. That was his 18th celebration of his birthday. And Hatzadik, Ramosha Binik, anybody know him? He picked him up, Mama scraped him off the streets, put him in a plane, and delivered him to home sweet home. I was open one year. He said, go there. And he was my pride and joy. The most successful kid. Mama's like, you see pictures when he came in, and pictures a year later. I mean, he was lechdig, and and then uh, you could talk about him for hours. Talk about him for hours. What was I saying about him? Because I have so much to say. Alcohol. Alcohol. My kids reminded me of the story. He moved into home sweet home, and he did. He he had to stay away from alcohol because that was his downfall. But it's Purim, and what's everybody doing? Drinking, getting drunk, and of all drugs and everything that he tried, alcohol was his addiction. What they call addiction. Ha-ha. I say ha-ha because we have so many kids who got clean without any AA. It's not an addiction. It's his method of numbing himself. So what did he do? He came to my house and it's festive and people are drinking and, and there's outside all the noise and the parties and it, 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 can, it can drive you crazy. Now, in future years, because I realized their pain, thank you very much to Mask, to Ruchama Clapman, she should be gebenched, that she had somehow money, I don't know from where it came, and she paid for the boys to go upstate, and she paid a guy to take care of them. I used to send them away for Purim. They weren't going to Megillah anyway, 
And this was not the atmosphere for them. Go up, they used to go rowing or skiing or sledding. Up, it's always upstate for the for the weekend or for the few days. Get them out of here. And she paid for it. It's beautiful. But here, I didn't know. It was the second year. I didn't I didn't understand what I was dealing with. No training. And he went ahead, and he took out a Tehillim, and he said at night, the entire Tehillim took hours. Took hours. He said that he he. He, he just buried himself in Tehillim. He just, just gobbled, and he said, it was in my studio, I used to have a music studio by my house, and with all the music and everything, and he just said to Tehillim, clinging onto it, is there anybody stronger than that? The next day, he was at my house again, he went across the street to the shul, two kids did that, he went across the street to the shul, to Rabbi Weinfeld's shul, and he said the entire Tehillim again. He didn't take a sip of alcohol. I can't stay away from from potato potato chips for a week. What are we? What, what what can we control? Our anger? Can we control our judgment? Can we control anything? Anybody here try to quit smoking? People tell me it's easy. They quit all the time. Right? And, and we look at them as they're losers and they're low. No, we see through the exterior. They're winners. You invest in them, and you build them up. It's your retirement fund. You will get nachas from them. We shouldn't have to wait till you retire. You should all see it right away, quickly, 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 quickly. Bukhar of Mamish. There's no question that this is Hashem is, is setting this up in this dar. That this is the tafkid of our dar to show Hashem we're not we're not giving up on any Jewish kid. No, where is it? No Jew will be left behind. And we don't turn on them. We don't think they're bad. A father texted me, not TP Nebuch. He says, I don't know how you tell parents to love their kids. My kid made such terrible decisions. He deserves everything. I hate him with every fiber of my body. This whole thing. And I'm like, Nebuch. He's never going to really know his kid. You know your kids. Once you get to that place, after a TP, you turn a corner and you say what you said. I see she's in pain. I've done my job. Instead of seeing rebel, lahachis, trying to try to manipulate us, trying to squeeze every dime out of us and all the bad negative traits, you see pain, I've done my job. She's a tzadikis in pain. He's a tzadik in pain. Not a kip, tzip. Tzadik in pain. Once you can see the pain and not lose track of what we're dealing with, we'll end with this. Nesiv Shalom brings down from the Lechavich, the Saba Kadisha Milechavich. Kal Yehudi Hu Yahaloim. Every Jew is a diamond. Even if it falls babutz into the sewage, into the shmutz, you can be in shmutz for 10,000 years. Well, 5,000. I don't want to. 5,000 years. He says, don't give up. Because all you need to do is lift them up and clean them off. Va'az yuchser alav oiroi nitzitz kebirishayna. You take a piece of wood and it falls into the sewage for a week, a month, a year, ten years, forget it. You can never, as much as you clean it off the exterior, it became fafoilt. How do you say that? Damaged, internally corrupt, messed up. Is there another word? Rotten. Rotten. Anything else? Corroded. Corroded. Spoiled. Broken. It's, it, it's mahus, essence, changed. Not a diamond. A diamond could have cement on it. It could have mud, dirt for millions and billions of trillions of years. All you got to do is remove the outer layers. The actual diamond didn't lose even 1%. 
when you will remove the outer layers, that shine is there, can be shine the same before it fell into the shmutz. That's a Jewish soul. And I've seen it. I've seen them fight and get the shmutz off over time. And then this beautiful, brilliant, sparkling neshama is sparkling and shining. That's what the Saba Kadish Milachavich says. Don't give up. They're not damaged. Nothing can damage the Mamish. Nothing can damage their essence. It was given to them by Hashem. And we're dealing with trauma. We're dealing with pain. It's the external layers. And what you're doing is helping them and carrying them through the dark years so they can heal. Because rejection makes it impossible to deal with any of those issues. You're saving their lives every single day. You're saving their lives. That's your tafka. That's your focus. Says the Nesiva Shalom, based on that, Saba Kadisha Malachavich, Zehu Said Chinach Yehudi. He says that's the Said, the fundamental principle, the secret, the foundation of Chinach of a Jew, that we don't make bad kids good. That was the secret of Home Sweet Home. They were never bad. They were hurt. We lifted them up on our shoulders. They kept on saying, VIP, we're VIP. That's why we pick them up at a limo. We build a self-esteem. Boost them, boost them, boost them, boost them, boost them. And it's so interesting that that's what he says. You just have to lift them up. That's what we're doing. We're lifting them up. These kids who were on the bottom of the world, they were homeless. They moved into Home Sweet Home and they said all of a sudden, people, volunteers, taking them out, taking them into our house, taking them out on, uh, on, for fun trips and the volunteers paid. And we're paying for them because we care about you. They said, we're VIP. They felt good about themselves. Oh, Ba'az Yuchsar Alav. Oy, Nitzutz, Kabir Shaina. Bimehira for all of you.